0: We're back at it after a uh, quick weekend getaway for the 4th of July. I hope, well, I say weekend. It was the middle of the week, but, you know, people, people head out and do things over the weekend. I hope everyone had a wonderful and safe 4th of July. Shane, how was your 4th of July, dude? It wasn't safe. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Why? That's oh, that's right. I think we might have talked last week a little bit about that, but I guess you have every fourth of July off. Yeah,
1: it's the restaurant's birthday. So uh, the restaurant. uh, So it was six years uh, this past fourth. Uh, So we always we close down, take a few boats out to Crab Island, Mm -hmm. all that. Uh, I fractured my foot. (laughs) That was that was that was dope. How did Uh, how
0: did you fracture? You've shown me it, but I haven't heard the story. As they, and by the way, it doesn't look good. <laughs> yeah, thanks. all your uh, what are they called? Your tarsals, what, is that the, what the part? Called? The part that connects, like the
1: yeah, like your toes. Yeah, like the yeah. base of your toes. I think yeah. it's the tarsals. I, I don't know. know
0: that though. I'm not. I'm not into medicine. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, it's not good. But they're they're not they're not skin tone.
1: No, they're not. They're like straight purple. Yes. Now, huh? <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so so we had a so we had a boat a uh, couple boats out there. Uh, one of the girls uh, ended up being late, which is fine. So she just took her kayak out there. Yeah, uh, kayak's tied up to the boat. Uh, you've got drunk people out there, you know, just wanting something to lean on. So they start leaning on this kayak, right? And they're filling this kayak up with water. And I'm like, dude, you're about to sink this girl's kayak. Mm-hmm. Like, stop and they're trying to you know flip it over to take the water out. Well dude, you got a hole in there, man. So you flip that over and then you start trying to lift that out of the water, you're just going to create a vacuum. You're just sucking yeah, water in and Yeah, yeah. Into sure, thing, it's going right? to be hard. It's going to be yeah, hard to so do. So that yeah. so you have to lift up one side, then lift up the other, and then turn it. Yeah. So we did that. Now, you know, whatever, fast forward an hour or so later, another group of people come and they're doing the same shit. <laughs> like, dude, this girl, it's filled with water. This girl's got her flip-flops and stuff in the kayak like one's floating out. They've got to like grab it. So now I'm on. I'm actually on this pontoon boat.
0: why well, didn't the girl just tell people to leave her kayak alone?
1: Because I'm sure she was a little toasted. Well, yeah, yeah, everyone's sure, Yeah, no like, one cares. No one, no one yeah. cares. It was like just. Uh, it's you know.
0: Crab Island's dangerous, man. People get hammered. Uh, yeah, belligerently hammered like blackout hammered. And it's thousands of people, and and that uh, what a lot of people don't understand. Half those people running those pontoon boats have never driven a pontoon boat in their life. They have yeah. no idea. And you are at a, a, a portion of the water that looks very safe, but is very dangerous. Oh yeah, when that water starts moving out, mm-hmm. I mean, we lose several people a year. Oh yeah, just for, yeah. from dying from just being get out there in the, in the current. Yeah, absolutely. who aren't drunk. Yeah, yeah. So now imagine, yeah, man, yeah, Crab Island's not for me anymore. But uh.
1: so now I'm on the the bow of this pontoon boat, and I, and I have to I reach down to, to grab uh, the the nose of this kayak, but I can I, I have that handle, so I'm grab, you know, it's this little tie, so I've got that, and I'm like, all right, guys, lift up your end, we're gonna we're gonna turn it, we're gonna dump this water out, right? So they get their end up, and as immediately as they get it up, they just go ahead and turn it on me. So mm-hmm. I don't have a hold of it. Yeah. So the strap gets like caught in my hand, gets twisted. All that water rushes forward to that nose. That nose just slams down right into on the, the ground you know, onto Ooh, my foot. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right on.
0: Well, I mean, into the, yeah, your foot, which was on the ground, yeah.
1: Brutal. But I ended up just you know, was like, what am I going to do? I'm going to walk out of Crab Island. What am I yeah. going to get an Uber? No. So you get know, some you ice. Just, put it in a
0: cooler. I put I put, I'd put my, your foot I'd in a cooler. Put my
1: foot in a cooler and started drinking more beer and it, yeah. You know, Pain went away until I sobered
0: up. And it was, oh my god! That's always funny how how like in uh, westerns and stuff. Yeah. Whenever anyone would get hurt, they give them booze, but it's like they just give them like a shot. Have you <laughs> ever noticed that? Yeah, yeah. I'm it's like, bro, that's not gonna do anything. <laughs> you need to play more. And then you know, plus time, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, before you start operating. Yeah, so, so so you didn't you didn't seek medical attention afterwards. No. I was well, just like a Western. It. I was just,
1: you know, what yep. are they going to do really? I mean, put it in a cast? Probably a cast. So I've just yeah. I've wrapped it up. I've just had it wrapped up. And, you know, they're going to do exactly what I did. They're going to tell you, oh, just lay off stay of it. Stay off it, put ice on so it. I put ice on Here's it. Here's some painkillers. Uh, uh, Anti inflammatories. You know, yeah, it, which, which I had. Yeah. I, I had some, some Vicodin, some ibuprofen, whatever, 9000s or whatever they are. Yeah, 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 Uh, Keep it elevated. And, yeah, my weekend turned
0: into yeah. I've been off. But you went back to work yesterday. Yesterday, and now I you got, get you I get another to, uh, day or two be off.
1: be off for like four days, five days.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, so it did end up costing you.
1: Oh, dude, that was that, that was probably Fourth the best, of July weekend, bro. That was the most expensive Fourth of July weekend I've ever had. So not only you know the what, so you got to pay rent on the first. Yeah, Marlo's birth, my girlfriend's birthday is on the fourth, plus Fourth of July, <laughs> plus missing work for four days. Yeah, yeah, that's like a couple thousand dollar swing, <laughs> Oh, dude. Yeah.
0: That's how. Whenever I bartended and I would take off for like a concert,
1: yeah,
0: I would always factor in like the shift. Yeah, that how I much? Lost. Yeah, how much money you just lost? Yeah. So not only am I going to Atlanta, getting a hotel, going to the concert. There's five hundred bucks, but then there's you yeah. know one fifty to three hundred dollars yeah. that I lost as well. So really, this trip is costing me mm. eight hundred dollars rather than five hundred. Oh, yeah. yeah, this whole week. Cost but me then, like but three, when you think about two, it that three, way, it's two, just two, it ruins three. your vacation. <laughs> yeah, man. I went to the I went to the, the Swanee River for a oh few yeah, days. Oh yeah, how was it? How was the fan? It's cool, man. The the fam's cool. Well, it's my wife's my, my wife's side of the family. They all get together on the river every Fourth of July, so it was cool. the The river uh, was pretty slow this year. It wasn't moving very fast, which makes for longer floats because you mm. get you know you walk down about a half a mile, then enter the river and then float to the house to the river house where oh, everyone is. Okay. So you do a couple floats a day, go back, oh, fill up your drink, okay? Walk the tube back down, get all and it was that we were under heat advisory. So you walk yeah. down a dirt road for about a half a mile Damn. with your tube, but then by the time you're there you're sweating yeah, hard. Yeah. You have your tube in one hand and your your big drink in the other, but dude, it's so worth it cuz then you get in that water. It's river water, so it's cold, it's still mm-hmm. not cold but chilly. Um not not like the Gulf gets 89 degrees. Um so the water feels nice, and then you just have like an hour, you just float down the river and sip on whatever cocktail you'd like, <laughs> uh, or beer, or, or non-alcoholic beverage, if you will, and hang out. So yeah, man, did that a few times, and ate some food, and hung, we brought our dogs, and it stormed the whole time, and one of my dogs has really bad storm issues, so I had to stay with her, just because she was freaking out a little bit. But aside from that, man, pretty uneventful, nothing crazy happened. Good. Which is good. At
1: least one of us made it out.
0: <laughs> yeah, when there's water and booze involved. <laughs> it gets crazy. But anyway, hopefully everyone else had a safe 4th of July. Got to either hang out with people they like, mostly. <laughs> um, and and do something fun rather than just work or, or any of that. Um, let's see. My guest today is a uh, longtime local, Mr. Gabby Bruce. Gabby is also... Uh, related to me somehow, it's my my uh, my wife's uncle, so I'm, I'm not sure. My uncle-in-law is that a thing? Is uncle-in-law a thing? Either way, he's either way he's family, and he's done a lot of things around here, and he came on the show to tell us about it. Uh, so please welcome and enjoy listening to our friend Gabby Bruce from Boat Studios in Destin, Florida. It's the Whatever It Means to You podcast.
2: It's something that.
1: Most people don't like at first. But Jared Grambling, I love my job, but I hate talking to people like you. And Shane Denton. What
2: people are We got a good one you
0: today. All right, so whatever it means to you podcast, my guest today is Gabby Bruce. Gabby, what's up, man? Well, not a whole
2: lot. There's fighting that traffic outside. Just, it, but it's, <laughs> you know, it, it's not as bad. Everybody complains about the traffic. I got from my is over in Fort Walton and, um, you know, 30 minutes to here. Normally, it would take about an hour before you know, but 30 minutes to call all the lights, Mm -hmm. traffic's moving, not a problem. You know, that's the
0: worst part about us being here. Like, this room and our studio is 10 times. Uh, better than what we used to have, but it's getting out here. Well,
2: this is quite the
0: little setup you've got
2: here, you know.
0: Yeah, probably probably looks like something that you that you're used to being in.
2: Well, it's uh, not this nice, but <laughs> 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 we played country music, you understand. So <laughs> it was a little bit different back then. Yeah, but there, there was
0: also records being sold. Well, that's true too. So yeah. there was yeah. there was more money available, yeah. and the, and the old five hundred dollar handshake. <laughs> so, um, but uh, I don't I don't think that the, I, for me the traffic isn't so bad every time it's just how many idiots are out there now and oh everyone gosh. is just doing this while they're driving i can't believe how many how many people are just holding phones in front of their face i've gotten really into riding my bike lately and i spend half my day just screaming at people while they're driving by you me. ride
2: your bike out here oh no way no no
0: <laughs> no <laughs> i stick say. around I stick around, like, Calhoun yeah. and Indian Trail where there's not I – don't, I don't ride on 98. The only time I'm on 98 is when I'm crossing it to go ride, like, Holiday Isle and stuff. I, st- I steer clear 98. 98 is frightening, terrifying. <laughs> is. And there's it so is. many stupid people just, like I said, just completely infatuated with their devices now that it's, yeah. it's just a real <laughs> unsafe place to be.
2: Well, they had two highway patrol guys at the bridge, and they had their little cameras out looking as you are coming over that little crown. Okay. Oh, they were pulling people over left and right. From Oakland
0: Island to Destin? Right, uh-huh. They need yeah, to be there permanently. <laughs> oh, my
2: gosh. I mean, there was a line of cars yeah. like you wouldn't believe. You know? I, so. I think
0: I think we've had, uh, what, like three deaths this year just on that bridge. Within the
2: last week and a half.
0: Wow, I really? <laughs> yeah. I guess I missed it for Pretty a while. Bad. I was out at the river for the So <laughs> for if the you're weekend. listening
2: in Seattle and you're coming <laughs> to Destin, you know, <laughs> drive carefully,
0: okay? Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, especially not to give away your location too much, but you yeah. have like a you have a prime viewing spot of that bridge. We get to hear it all.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so Oh yeah, that's really that's really nice. You can just get off right on Calhoun, you know. Yeah, sure. So it's really good. So
0: does that affect your like day to day? Like you, you have this beautiful view and then during the summertime you just see sheer chaos on the bridge, like from here. You know, it really <laughs> from isn't from all that bad,
2: view. you know, but people call us all the time saying, Hey, what's the bridge like? You know? Because <laughs> I mean, you know, it's backed up, you know, all the way to be way beyond the Coast Guard station, you know. Yeah. And there again, people who aren't from here or don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, there's used to be a place called the Matterhorn. You ever heard of that?
0: I've heard of the Matterhorn. The Matterhorn? Yeah.
2: (laughs) Well, when you're coming east on Highway 98 before you get to Destin, about, I don't know, maybe a quarter of a mile uh, past the Elks Lodge on the left, there's a place there called the Seawall. Well, that's one of the other traffic markers is the Seawall. And then as you go another half mile on the right, the first sand dune you see is called the Matterhorn. Okay. And the Matterhorn used to be huge. It was 100 foot high. You know, but um, Opal took it out (laughs) in 95, you know, so... But that's, you know, pretty much where it is. and people are stopped, and they say, well, they don't have to call because they know they're stopped right there at the Matterhorn, you know. But, you know, it's funny. Everybody complains about the traffic. But if you looked at your watch and you said, you know, God, I'm going to be here all day, 10 minutes you're at the bridge, 5 minutes you're at the Destin post office, you know, <clears throat> excuse me. And it's really not that bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, just don't think about it. I mean, just keep, <laughs> just get in there and go. You know. So, yeah. Anyway. It just it's
0: just to me to me it's not just it's not how jam packed it is. It's just how how crazy people are. Man. Yeah, but when you
2: don't have to come out this far all the time, you really see some progress. And those guys are working hard. You know, mm-hmm. they really are. And it's hot. Yeah. And I I wouldn't want their job. You know? See, <laughs> so.
0: I I feel like they're working hard but not fast. Well, that's
2: <laughs> it. Could be. You know. But usually uh when they were working on Eglin Parkway and working on Highway ninety eight, uh they worked two shifts. They had a shift during the day, they got off at five o'clock, the other shift comes on at five, they work till two or three and that's it and give it about an hour break, mm-hmm. you know. Just to change out equipment and stuff, you know. So. Yeah,
0: well I feel like that's how it should be done. I mean, that's how we, that's how the military does it. Yeah, that's you know right. <laughs> yeah. like I I've worked shift work for, for the first two years I was in and I mean it's it's a twenty four seven thing. Like yeah, it doesn't but stop. You so. had
2: one of those jobs that's uh, that was air traffic control, right? Yeah, you know what yeah, you yeah. did. Yeah, it's um, that's a job I wouldn't
0: want. Yeah, you know? well, that's why I'm not doing it. Anymore. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh. And that's got to be rough. But anyway, Gabby, getting so just so people kind of understand, because I'm going to reference some things uh, that people are listening to that that don't know you the way I do. Um, let's let's talk a little bit. You know, we we mentioned you being used to being in a room like this. But uh, let's hear a little bit about, you know, your come up and how you... you well,
2: know. spent uh, about five years in the Air Force because I extended for a year, you know. And the last year that I was in, it brought me here and uh, at Eglin. So and I got out, got in a band, you know, and uh, played in the band for a while, you meet a lot of people, you know. Met the guy who owned the radio station out in Val Fish Radio. And uh, in, I'm going to show my age now. Uh, in 67, I went to work. And that's when you were born, right, 67? About that. <laughs> yes. so anyway, I went to work at Fish for about a year, then went to WUE and was there for about 12. And then we put K92 on the air over on, Main, or on uh, Legion, rather. And uh, Maddie Kelly owned it. And it was great. And we were there for probably 12 years, then went to Love 100, and then went to Coast 100. Or it became Coast 100 when the radio people bought us, you know. Mm. And that's really about it, and that's a story of the radio career. I got out in 97 and uh, bought A to Z Specialty Advertising. You know, we do all the promotional products in town and
0: that kind of thing. So. I feel like you got out of the radio industry at, like, the proper time because, yeah. I mean, wasn't it, like, as far as my understanding was, growing up, uh, I, w- I wasn't born in 67, <laughs> a little later, Yeah. but uh, coming up. I remember your local radio station DJs were celebrity status well, like, per- you would sign autographs. you would be paid to make appearances, correct? Like- I was so
2: embarrassed the first time somebody <laughs> asked me for my autograph. what well, do you can't say no so <laughs> you do it and everybody's going and they're talking about underneath their breath you yeah know? so but disc jockeys now it used to be where you had some personality you could do what you wanted to, you know. Today, it's a lot of liners. You know, you just read those cards, you know, mm-hmm. and that's it, you know, play some music. There are two or three real good disc jockeys left in town, you know. You know, Scratch, to me, does a great job, you know, over at um, uh, 98.1. Okay. Uh, Skip Davis uh, over at um, 105 does a real good job. Kevin at 99 rock does a great job in the afternoon he's probably one of the best in town mm-hmm. and then you got Wolfie you know Wolfie's been an institution here for probably 40
0: years yeah <laughs> you know, so a funny side story about Kevin uh, Kevin McKay. Correct? yeah I was I was at a, a performance in uh, when I was on tour with the band continuum now Imogene. we were in Stuart Florida and a Stewart. Oh, Stewart. (laughs) Stewart. Not Stuart. But but a gentleman from the radio station locally there approached me, and he said, you know, he was getting information about the band because he was emceeing the the festival and all that stuff, and he introduced himself, and he was like, hey, my name is, let's just call him Jim, Jim McKay. And I was like, oh, what? McKay, are you related to so-and-so <laughs> McKay? Yeah. And I didn't realize that that was a common thing that DJs did back in the day. And just they would they would put and Mick, name. they would put their last name as Mick and then whatever the first initial, so I'd be Jared McSee. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's cool. So, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, so to, he was not related at all. But it I've was, had Gabby like, since I was two years old, you know, yeah, <laughs> so it worked out good. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, but, I mean, so you spent, what, 30 years
2: about 30 years in it, and then got into the um, uh, promotional products business, and that's mm-hmm. what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. But about night, 19- I've always wanted to be in the record business, you know? And we had some successes in that. You know, back in 69, uh, uh, Finley Duncan, who owned uh, Duncan Amusement Company, he um, he has a, a studio that was called Playground Recording Studio. He also owned the song Louisiana Woman, Mississippi Man, you know? Conway Twitty, Loretta Lynn made it number one in '72, so we made a little money off of that, sure. you know. And uh, Alabama, you know who that is, mm-hmm. you know. There, uh, they had an album called "Closer You Get," sold about eight million records, and we had a song on there, you know. So we've had some successes, but every time it was either we had a great singer, a terrible song, terrible or great pickers, then we do something where you'd have awful pickers. Great song, terrible singer. Mm-hmm. We, we could never get all three of them together, you mm-hmm. know? So we thought, well, who are we kidding? We're not going to do anything on our own. <clears throat> Excuse me. But we did something with a guy named Jimmy Lewis. I produced a song with him and co-wrote it with the, with him. It was called Country Music's Coming to the City. We did that back in 76. It came on the Billboard's charts with a bullet at 75, uh, jumped to or moved up to number 55, and then at 49, it fell off the charts. But we had a hit. I, mean, you charted. I say hit. I yeah. mean, we, we charted a song, yeah. you know. So that worked out pretty well. And then we've had some other successes here and there, you know. so
0: Yeah. And that's pretty much it, you know. So yeah. your, your relationship goes deeper with Alabama, too, though, like, right? You've, you've become. Well, I've known
2: Jeff for a long time. Yeah. He lives in here. In fact, he's got a house not too far from this building, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, it's down You turn at Smith's Antiques and go back down that way, and that's where he's at. Yeah,
0: give him give out his address. Oh yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that's right. Yeah, but
2: he's such a nicest guy you'll ever want to meet in your life. You know he really is. Mm -hmm. And we did some T-shirts for him. And uh, then when the when Alabama broke up, um, he started a band called uh, Jeff Cook and the All Star Good Time Band. And you know they had some success. They played a lot of different venues. You know, not big stadiums or anything. They just had fun. You know, ex-studio pickers that were just looking for something to do on the weekend. You know, and it turned out to be a pretty good little thing. They had some made some pretty decent money. Mm-hmm. So, and that's you know that's really about it. I, I talk to him when he comes to town, and you know, and that's it. So we kind of been friends for gosh, oh I don't know, back in '80 i think when he was coming to town to do a concert out at the fairgrounds i mean this was alabama coming and um uh gosh he just walked in the building one day you know Mm -hmm. and he just walked in the control room like i thought who's this guy (laughs) you know and i thought oh jeff cook he said hey how are you and so he came i put him on the air for an hour and we had the best time, you know, yeah. and we've been friends ever since, you well, know. Cool. So, yeah, it's a great thing.
0: Yeah, uh, you were telling, you've told me a few times that the the building where Nighttown is used to be the spot for having some pretty big talent come through Oh, they area.
2: did. I brought Lee Greenwood on stage, gosh, back in, uh, I want to say, 80, 81, something like that, when he first came out. Mm-hmm. And we had the God Bless America song, you know. But Bob Benesi, uh, boy, he brought in some pretty, pretty heavy groups, you know, yeah. at one time, and and actually, and and it stayed that way for a while until it became the church, you know. Yeah, and, uh, those walls <laughs> could talk, man. Those, you walls, know,
0: some <laughs> of the things that have gone on and that that I've I've been in that building like five times, and, <laughs> and some of the things that I've seen happen. Well, when they ability. when
2: the preacher I think first came in there and they started going upstairs and looking at everything. You had no clue what was up there, and there was oh gosh, a, a, unbelievable! They had a garage sale. I wish I'd have been at.
0: I, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it was really going to be cool. Couple, yeah, of, yeah. couple of black couches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you been to that? Have you been to that church, Shoreline? No. I, it, you know, it really. I
2: it's not. I mean, I'm not a big re- religious person, mm-hmm. but I, you know, you go to church once in a while, you kind of feel like you have to.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That's a great church. You yeah, know, it really is. You know,
0: I know, I know um, Shane and I are are friends with with the pastor's family, with yeah. his kids.
2: Well, um, he listened to me when I was at NUE, and he came up to me and introduced himself one time. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought, gosh, isn't that nice, you know? So. What's NUE? Uh, W-NUE. It was an AM uh, okay. station in town, okay. you know? And I uh, remember that also reminds me of a time when uh, I was having a colonoscopy, you know, of all things. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm laying there on the table, you know, I'm telling everybody I'm having a sex change operation, you know? Anyway, this kid walks in, you know? I mean, he looked like a kid and uh, he says uh, you don't remember me do you I said no who are you he says uh, I'm, I'm Dr. Riggenbach you know I used to hang out at your door when I was seven years old you know and watch you play records I said well was I nice to you and he said yeah he said well you'd be nice to me and about that time <laughs> about that time I went out you know <laughs> so, he tells everybody that story every time I see <laughs> great guy you know so
0: yeah um, what's, what do you, what's your take on how much the city's changed? Cause I mean, you're, you're city of Destin. Yeah. You're kind of a native, right? You would consider you well, would consider yourself a native. You've been here for,
2: you know, the tourist work. people say, well, we have too many tourists. I wish we didn't have so many. The problem is they keep us all working, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, no matter what you do. I remember one time we were at a chamber of commerce in Destin and we had this guy from the TDC there and we had probably 200, 225 people. And uh, he says, uh, let me see a show of hands of um, how many people work in the tourist industry. I don't know, five or six hands went up, you know. He, said, um, he says, how many people do we have in the um, financial industry that do business with tourists or do business with people who work in the tourist industry? Another 40, 50 hands went up, you know. He says, how many uh, medical people do we have here who help? tourists when they come to town, or help people who work in the tourist industry. He kept this up, you know, for about 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Before it was over with, all 225 people were standing. There wasn't anybody sitting down. Everybody is in the tourist industry in some shape, form, or fashion, you know, and we don't know whose idea it was, but thank goodness they're widening these highways, Mm you know. There was an issue with traffic, and it was getting to the point were a lot of the tourists that were coming saying, you know, we love Destin, and we want to go down there, have a good time. But my gosh, it, traffic is just, you're going to be in there for hours. Well, you're not. You're there for 10 minutes, you know. But still, it's pretty rough. Mm. And now we're going to have, what, three lanes going in both directions? Some areas, that's going to be eight lanes. Yeah,
0: know? we had uh, we had Councilman uh, Parker Destin in here talking about the yeah. – uh, was Parker's a, a great the, the, yeah. the midtown connector or what's it called? Crosstown, Cross The Crosstown yeah. connector. Yeah. He's his his knowledge of this city and the things going on is second yeah. to none. It's unbelievable. Like I'll sit here and let, I don't say a word. i listen to him talk just for let an let hour. Just yes. And just the just he knows every he does his homework. He does a he does a very good job. Well, for us, for if sure. If you
2: see him outside of this area, you want one of his snow cones. <laughs> you ever had one of his snow cones? Yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, yep. And and I mean, uh, his restaurants are great too. I've not been to the new one in Navarre yet, but uh, but you know, which yeah, change, he's really he's really a good guy, yeah, I like Parker.
2: So, and Dooley's a good guy too. You know, yeah, robber. he was a. Yeah. I,
0: I don't. I've, I've had a couple brief conversations with him. I don't know him terribly well, yeah. but um, I, I know that he he played a big part. Um, on the city council for years, right? Yeah.
2: Oh, he did, yeah. And he's uh, on the school board now, I think. Mm. I Think that's what it is,
0: school mm. board. Yeah, yeah. That whole situation's kind of a you mess know, it's, right it's
2: now. you know, you you wonder where you find guys like that, you know, that mm-hmm. want to give up. I mean, because you know they got to catch hell, you know, wherever they go, they're going to vote on something, or they're not going to vote on something, or they're going to do something that's going to make somebody mad, you know.
0: Oh, it's a job that I don't want oh, at all.
2: No at way. All. Huh.
0: I don't understand why anyone would go into politics unless you like, unless you really wanted to to help. Yeah, I think the problem is just you know once once money gets really big, that's when it, it just kind of goes downhill yeah. for everyone, regardless of political parties or anything like that. Right. Uh, you know, when when big checks start coming in front of your face, you might your mind might change about some of your view, your view points. You know, to where you just kind of hitting it uh, one specific way but yeah
2: whoever came up with the Durham uh, term limits that's that's a good thing (laughs) but some people you want to keep in there you know Mm -hmm. they were talking about term limits back during the Bob Sykes days you know and I can tell you when Bob Sykes was a congressman here you know no matter what else you thought of him he was uh, responsible as far as I'm concerned for Eglin for Mm Hurlburt you know see uh, the um Naval Air Station. I mean, it was... Well, yeah, you know, everything's named after him. I know? mean, it's unbelievable, you know? So, so I mean, guy did a great job. Yeah, mm-hmm. so...
0: Yeah, I think where term limits would really help out is, uh, you know, more in the in the congressional area. Yeah. And, you know, things like that. Get them in, get them out. Um, you know, just because it just... That's how things don't change. So yeah. just stay the same. That's you have the same exactly person right. making the calls forever and ever yeah, and ever. Yeah, that's right. And, you know? So... Um, but you still do... Um. A lot of people listening to this may may notice a, a difference in vocal quality between you and I as, oh, far, no. as, as far as being You're doing better than I personally. am. I got through. <laughs> I'm having road issues today. Uh, but <laughs> so. but you, you also do some voiceover work. Uh, we did a lot of stuff you know. for
2: Cox, you know, and it was really funny because you would call, or they would call, and you go, you know, all the way, if you're in Destin, you know, you had to go all the way down Eglin up Racetrack Road to their office and then go upstairs and you do these ads. And then you come back to Destin, you know. Mm. Well, then all of a sudden, email became such a great thing, and you could email audio. Isn't that incredible? Mm. So they would email you the scripts, you know, and you could just knock it out and send it right back to them, and that was great, you know. Yeah. So whoever came up with email, I hope, got a raise, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I mean, wonder who that was. Who so came what, up with email, yeah. Shane. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, this... Email been around for a long time, but a lot of people weren't sending audio, you know, through email. You
0: probably couldn't. Yeah, right? well
2: yeah. they didn't have the. I guess maybe they just didn't have the pipes or yeah, who knows? Uh, you know, so. the
0: storage, probably the storage. Yeah, that yeah, that had to have been an issue. You know, we're even still we're, we're crippled by storage limits for a lot of stuff. We still try to send. You know, like uh, you have to yeah. either use a. Always I like wanted, This
2: is one thing you don't want to have happen when you're on the air <laughs> is have your phone come on, you know.
0: You want to take it? Uh, no, no, no.
2: <laughs> so, but, yeah, that was, a, that was really neat because then you started getting, you know, requests to do ads in, um, gosh, in Macon, Georgia, Gainesville, Florida, um, Birmingham, Alabama. I mean, just a lot of different places wherever they had a Cox, you mm-hmm. know, deal. And um, I just thought it was was neat, you know. They didn't pay a lot; it was twenty five dollars an ad, mm-hmm. but it took you ten seconds to do it, <laughs> you know. So it really wasn't very wasn't a lot of work, you know. So
0: yeah, uh, but it was fun. My uh, my buddy uh, Dan Collins has a friend who Big Dan, yeah, you know Dan, yeah, um, he, he has a friend who's like who actually does all the voice work for an NBA team, and oh, he wow. records it all pre pre everything. So yeah. he records all the names, you know. Uh, okay we'll just say the Lakers just it's yeah. not the Lakers but you know okay Lakers fans get up you know that like, he'll record two 300 different things for them that they can trigger during the games for his voice work and yeah. he rather than they offered him a dollar value but rather than that he I, I think it was like 5k a game. But rather rather than that, he took the 10k guitar center trade. Oh, so for wow. every game they use his stuff, he gets 10k worth of guitar center stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so like every year he just gets like he's got like 400k in guitar center trade. Jeez. So whether something? you want to just go say give me ten of these Stratocasters, <laughs> sell them all brand new on eBay, or but I guess he just used it to just deck out and get all the the, yeah. the best gear that he could possibly do. I probably, I don't know I probably would have worked a half and half deal. Like, Let me get half the cash, half the money. But there's a lot of money in voice in voice. Well, you know, it's,
2: it's absolutely amazing when you look at some of these. Uh, you know, the NFL, or NBA, probably Major League Baseball, it, it, much to a lesser extent. But in football, I mean, you know, these players are making million dollars a year. The owners are making millions. The coaches are making millions. But the cheerleaders are getting a few hundred per game. Yeah, how about you know, that? I mean, that's and everybody's coming to see the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. I mean, mm-hmm. they don't, you know, they like some of the players, but they want to see the cheerleader. Yeah, and they're getting three,
0: four, maybe five hundred bucks a game. I, I know it's very little. Oh, I know they all have second jobs. Like that's the, not their full time yeah, job. Yeah, the
2: announcers. I mean, they're about the same way. They're they're on an annual
0: contract, but I doubt it's heavy six figures. You hmm. know, I wonder if that's still a thing because I know years ago that. That, that that was a big thing amongst the cheerleaders about them all well, having other jobs. They wanted a jobs. Yeah. Um, I, I know they travel, though, too. Like, I, they used to make appearances at the BX all the time right. here on Eglin. Like, I, I remember I got, I got to meet like the Miami Dolphin cheerleading team and stuff like that. So hopefully they'd get Well, that was they'd, one they'd of the neat things about living where we live now is um, um, the,
2: uh, who is it? Uh, the New Orleans Saints cheerleaders mm-hmm. would come over and do their annual calendar here. Mm-hmm. You know? and that was kind of neat and then they'd all go out to Crab Island and have fun and play and you know they do this kind of thing you know yeah
0: didn't didn't some girl that you went to high school with
1: they they get paid between 75 and 150 per game yeah is that all oh
2: my gosh I, so i gave them a raise is that what you're saying
0: <laughs> 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 well it's crazy too you've seen all this stuff about the women's world cup team right about the pay discrepancy yeah. there
2: yeah but you know to me Somebody was talking and I can't remember who it was now, that the men's teams in general, all the men's, mm-hmm. they generate
0: I was gonna I was gonna come to point this point of well. something billion dollars. Mm-hmm.
2: The ladies generate a few hundred a, a million. Fraction. A, hundred, yeah, yeah, yeah. a few hundred million mm-hmm. dollars, which is fantastic. But they're getting seven or nine percent of that money, the US team. Mm-hmm and the men are getting 7% of that money. So you think, okay, well, the girls aren't doing all that bad. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, they are because the guys are getting – but who's paying that? It's all marketing.
0: We had – Shane and I had this – we had that same conversation, and that's what I was going to get to as well. I, th- I feel like the argument that was made sh- – should they get more money? Pro- probably. I don't know. Um, but I-, I think the argument that was made that they performed better than the men's team so they deserve more money is a weak argument because, yeah. the, because the amount – of money that's been generated, like you just said, is is a fraction of what of what the men's teams generate right. in either advertising or amount of viewers or anything like that. Um, it's still a crazy accomplishment to win two World Cups, and I and I well, promise they won, you, they won four, yeah, back two to in back, a row, though. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think it's going to be. I think you're going to see them getting paid more. At least the prize money is going to come up on yeah. the women's side. Uh, but but the argument that. That they outperform the men, so they deserve more money. Is I saw that argument made so many times. No. I just I just feel like it fell really flat, and I, and I feel like you lose people that way. You know, if you're let's at least let's at least use logic when we're talking about stuff like that, rather right? yeah. than you know it, it, emotions are one thing, uh, but when it comes to well, dollars, I can, I can see know. their
2: point because the girls' checks when they get them, going through the playoffs, going through all the games they had to play then the championship and all of that you know their checks were like maybe three hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars which is you know, still a, a, a <clears> lot of <throat> money but still their, their check was 300 mm-hmm. the men's check was 3.1 million you mm-hmm. know something like that so that's I can understand where they would like to get their money up but it's not
0: I don't know who that's up to, to you need to sell uh, yeah you need to up your advertising costs I mean it's or, you know, you know? It,
2: it's all marketing mm-hmm. it's really what it is. And right now, the people who are marketing men's soccer seem to be doing a better job. Mm-hmm. You know, so maybe the ones that market women's soccer, they either need to charge more, even though the tickets were selling for as much as ten thousand dollars a seat. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that's what they need to do. They just need to up their game.
0: You know? Yeah. Well, I, I feel like it also depends on the sport too. Uh, traditionally, men's men's sports do do. Uh, they they do make more money than women's sports, but if you look at something like uh, like the U.S. gymnastics team or yeah. something like that, when you when you watch the Olympics every year, you're watching the women's gymnastics, that's right? You probably don't give a, a shit about the men's yeah, gymnastics, that's right. right? Yeah, <laughs> because it, it's pretty. Even though they're both doing amazing things with their bodies, it's just men don't tumble as well. The, you know? Yeah, it, it's just a more interesting thing to watch. Yeah. Watch the women perform that way. I don't know. It's Just one of those things. And I bet. The, I bet you in endorsements and all that stuff. When you look at the teams after the Olympics, I guarantee you that the women's oh the women are doing gymnastics great there. Team is, Yeah, they're, they're making more. Nike's money. Nike's knocking the, than at the, the door, men. and a few other people
2: sure. too. You know. So. Yeah. But
0: oh no, it's crazy. It's still awesome enough to see them win. Definitely. To, to oh, win. I thought it was great. Back to my titles. Did you watch the game?
2: Uh no. I was doing something else. I don't know. I, I, yeah. actually I kind of forgot it was on. You know? Yeah. It was early. So it was on early.
0: Yeah. We caught the last we we were just well, There's six the hours
2: of so. of us, I guess, or something mm-hmm. like that. So yeah, have you been to Europe? Um, uh, when I was in the air force, I went to Turkey. Okay, spent about a year there. And what uh, what you you a the the of Force Kevin was uh, was a dietitian, <laughs> of all things. You know, holy
0: yeah. yeah
2: that's what I did. You know in the sixties. Worked in the hospitals, okay. you know. And that's what we did, planned meals for people with heart conditions and okay. bad livers and kidneys and all that, you know. So oh, it worked wow. out great.
0: I'll bet you the science. Has well, they tried to get me to stay in,
2: wanted to send me to school, you know, to become an officer type, you know, yeah, like yeah. That. all I did was assist the captain that was our main dietitian, mm-hmm. you know. So I worked for her, you know, a real nice lady. What year know? did so. you get out?
0: Uh 66 Ooh, just in time. yeah right yeah. there was some wild stuff going on
2: well you know I didn't I didn't go to Vietnam you know, they sent me to Turkey uh-huh. you know so that's where I went you yeah know? and um, it was really funny because the hospital in uh, Inserlik where I was they didn't they didn't need you know a dietitian at all mm-hmm. I mean because they were sending all their main people out to either Wiesbaden or somewhere in England you know. So they said uh, we don't know what to do with you, you know. So they said we'll make you a deal. You know, you're supposed to be here for a year and a half. You know, we'll cut it back to a year if you'll go up on top of a place called Malacha, which is 8,500 feet straight up, and just cook for 16 guys that are doing tropocytes. You know, mm-hmm. I said I only have to be here a year. He said, Yeah, <laughs> done. <laughs> so that's yeah. where I was. <clears throat> so we're on top of a hill. I say hill, it's a mountain 8,500 feet straight up, snowed almost year round. And uh, got me a donkey, traded a box of steaks for a donkey. And then I got a dog, you know, traded something else for the dog, you know. <laughs> so yeah. so I saying, mean, you stayed know, was a donkey? Oh, yes, yeah, so it was food. like living at home. You know? <laughs> and all your brothers came to eat that night. You know? yeah, yeah. So, but it wasn't bad, you know. Mm-hmm. Then came back here to Eglin, did the same thing out at the Eglin Hospital. You know, that yeah. was the old one, too. So because the new one, I guess, you were at Eglin, weren't you?
0: I was at Tyndall. Tyndall, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, close enough.
2: Yeah, close enough.
0: Yeah, it was crazy when I, I got out in 07, and that was still when, uh, you know, we were going pretty hard in the, in the land of sand, so to speak. And yeah. they were they were throwing crazy bone, like offering thirty to sixty k for me to stay another four years, like well, on the spot. <clears throat> air traffic controller, I, like, nah. I would
2: think, is not the easiest thing to learn and mm-hmm. do, and once they train you. They don't want you to leave, mm-hmm. you know.
0: Yeah, so it was there were yeah big bonuses. Yeah, but it just I was done. And you were so, at Tyndall? Mm-hmm.
2: That wouldn't have been as bad as being at Eglin, I wouldn't think. You know. Yeah. Air traffic control. Well, and I robots. was I was
0: on the guard side too, so I was working with uh, scrambling jets out of like uh, Key West and stuff. So Ooh, I wasn't okay. doing like ATC in yeah. the tower at Tyndall. I was in the I was in the scopes on the. On the inside. Oh, that's yeah, uh, that's different. Where, yeah. where we were doing homeland defense, so yeah. so the most controlling that I was really doing would be when we were scrambling jets, letting them know where. Like, um, I, I'm sure I can probably talk about it now since it's been so many years. I don't know what my, with my security clearance and stuff. What I was allowed to talk about. You won't have to kill me, uh, really? no, no, no. I just don't want to get in trouble on the air. But like yeah. uh, every holiday, the, the Cubans when they cross a certain line, uh, uh, longitude line or a parallel line. Uh, that's yeah, longitude. Latitude. Yeah. Certain line latitude. of latitude. Yeah, I think it's like the 24th parallel or something like that. I forget what the number was. But that was our call was when if we if we could, would see their MIGs come across that line, we'd have to scramble on them. So that means automatically several hundreds of thousands of dollars just in training, jet fuel, you know, personnel, all that stuff. We'd have to scramble Key West on them immediately. Jeez. So on holidays, they'd do it all day long. Like on Christmas, New Year's, Thanksgiving, Cubans, they'd send out two MIGs out of Havana. And they would come, and they'd cross that parallel. And as soon as they saw our F-15 scramble on them, they'd just turn back around and go back across <laughs> that line. <Yeah. clears throat> so then we'd have to spend – it sucked for us because we'd have to stay at full personnel the whole sure. all the holidays yeah. because once we have them up there, we aren't just going to send them back down. We're going to run a couple missions. You know, We're going to do some training while we've already spent money yeah. to get our guys yeah. up there. So then as soon as their radar would see our guys come back down, two more. So all day long we would just do that just all day long scramble on them they'd send them out we'd scramble on them but I'll bet we probably did the same to them on you know whatever holidays they had I, I tell like you my that. favorite plane
2: is that f-22 you know yeah and uh, I'm so sorry what happened to Panama City and we had Nintendo a bunch and all of that you know mm-hmm. but a lot of the 22s came over here and now they're talking about bringing the whole thing over
0: here I, with thought, them, they, I you know. thought they quit. I thought they stopped making those a With while the ago. Were yeah. 22s? Yeah. I was there they, from 01 to 07 and we had like three go down. I hope they don't.
2: I was mean bad. it's just it's the neatest plane. Yeah. It can fly circles around the 35. Really? At least I think it can, you know. I yeah. remember
0: I remember going over to the <clears> um to the training, the training section where they would, you know, the simulators and all that stuff. Yeah, I tried to let them let me fly the simulators and stuff, but uh, that stuff costs a lot of money too. So they yeah, wouldn't, really they wouldn't can. let me just hop yeah. in, you <laughs> know, try to try to simulate no. a
2: twenty-two.
0: No, I'd have crashed and burned within a minute.
2: <laughs> so
0: yeah, there were there were highly trained individuals that were crashing and burning yeah. out there, uh, pretty quickly. Yeah,
2: my my level of flight is ten hours in a. Cessna one seventy two, you know, mm. <laughs> and that's about it. So. Well, it takes a special person to <clears throat> be a fighter pilot. You know? Oh my gosh, uh, I can't imagine what they have to. Have go you through. seen what
0: they have to do when they take those turns? Like they have to, they, go, <laughs> 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 they have yeah. to make they have to make that sound to rush blood to their head, otherwise they, yeah. they pass out. So when you see them making these turns, you just see. Them <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then they ha- they have to give a bunch of comp rides. To, like, like, if you get Airman of the Quarter or NCO of the Quarter or yeah, something like they that. Yeah,
2: but they love that.
0: Yeah, they make bets with each other on how quick they can make I, you <laughs> yak. Yeah,
2: that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I just, that's what they do, you know. Of course, the better looking the person in the back, because they do, do have a lot of it. lady news Media. anchors and mm-hmm. all that other stuff come, you know. And if they're just drop-dead gorgeous, you know, they'll, they'll treat them okay. Yeah. But you get, I don't know... <laughs> So I want to give, give a name. Almost did. <laughs> it's a, you just put somebody else up in there, and mm-hmm. they said, "I got this. Don't worry about it." And the guy says, "Oh no, you
0: don't." <laughs> yeah, so. Well, you're either going to pass out or vomit very quickly.
2: Oh, I'm telling you, it's unbelievable. If not both, yeah, at,
0: at multiple times. I wouldn't want someone. I wouldn't want people throwing up in my, in my jet. Well, it's yeah. I don't know if you can smell it. That's a problem,
2: <laughs> you know, because he is in the back, you know.
0: Yeah, that's still, though. I mean, with all the things yeah. happening, that might travel. You might end up with some on your visor.
2: remember the first time I went up in a Cessna 172, my first flight lesson. Um, Bob Kennedy is a realtor here in town. Is one He used to fly for Wayne Hisinga. you know, the guy that owned the Dolphins. And uh, he flew, um, uh, gosh, I guess he flew Gulf Streams and flew Lears and all that. Mm-hmm. But he came here and we did a trade out. He needed some keychains, you know, and I said, oh, I want to learn how to fly. So we went up one day, you know, and he says, Okay, do I'm going to pull it up and then you got the plane. And I said, Okay, great. So he did. We pulled it up and he says, Okay, take us up to 2,000 feet and don't hit that condo, you know. <laughs> and that was my first flight lesson, you know. But it was so much fun. It Did really you get was. your hours? Did you get... No, I got... I did tend. 10. 10. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I'm done. I mean, this is it. You know, I, I don't need to do this. You know? Uh-huh. So, but it was fun. It really I had was. I have to
0: imagine it's, it's got to be kind of nerve-wracking.
2: It is. You know? He said, I guess it was about like my eighth hour or something, you know? And we were flying, I don't know, somewhere over the harbor out right there. And uh, he says, okay, you ready to do this? And I knew what he was asking me. He's going to feather the plane, you know? And I said, uh, no, let's do it the next time we go. What you mean, feather stall it? Yeah. He said, let's just do it now. I know that's part of the training, yeah. 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 He said, let's just do it now. So he (laughs) (laughs) turns it off. He says, okay, go find us a place to land, you know. So I'm doing circles, you know, like this. And I'm trying to find a piece piece of grass or a driveway or something that I can land this thing on, you know. And these two guys are fishing down there, and I'm watching them. And uh, he's, you know, the guys. You know, they're just fishing, and they're looking up. And, you know, here's a plane going in circles with no engine. Mm-hmm. You would think they would have called 911 or they had <laughs> done something to help, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, they didn't. And then I finally found a place, and he says, that'll work. Hit that button right there. So I did. Kicked it a little bit when the engine came back on, and everything was fine. You yeah, know? they probably thought you were like, throwing out drugs. They probably wanted <laughs> like to try to find your drugs. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's it. They're going to call the authorities. Yeah. They thought they hit their gold mine. <laughs> yeah, that was really something. So...
0: Yeah, that's not something I would want to do at all. It's just like when I if, when I take my boat outside of the harbor, the last thing I'm going to do is turn my engine off. Yeah, like if I'm seven eight miles out there, that engine's not turning off till it gets so we get back home. Well, I've always
2: heard yeah. that if you're on a wave runner, you know, or if you're in a boat or whatever, and you have an issue and you have to go in the water, you know, don't go in the water on that west jetty at the very end. Mm-hmm. They say there are more sharks there than you can imagine. Oh, right you outside know. of the NCL club, oh, right my there. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah.
0: Oh. You see them every time. If yeah. you just go if you just go around that that other side of the jetty, you yeah. see them all over the place.
2: We took a helicopter ride, you know, one day Deb and I and it was really I mean it was a lot of fun, but this guy he banks you like this, like you're know, almost going to fall out of the mm-hmm. thing, you know. But we started looking and wasn't that many people on the beach at the time, but we saw Oh, I bet we counted ten bull sharks, and mm. you could tell because they're little big bellies. You know yeah. that kind of thing. Those are the friendly ones, oh right? Oh my gosh, they couldn't <laughs> have been—they couldn't have been fifty yards offshore. You yeah. know I've so. heard they found those things like as far north as Illinois. <laughs> bull sharks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they also go into fresh water too. hmm Yeah, yeah, so. the river. Yeah, Ooh. in Illinois. Yeah. that's that's, <laughs> that's not fun. Um, you know, they got that far. Yeah, yeah.
0: They, that's what um, I think. The movie Jaws was originally based off of shark attacks in fresh water by bull sharks. Yeah. I think that's where they got the premise for... For Jaws, there's no telling. I just I enjoyed
2: working on Jaws too, you know, that was fun. You know? Oh, that's right, so, they, they filmed yeah. that. What did, you, what did you do for well, Jaws? Well, I was too? the local media coordinator, okay. You know? In other words, if you wanted to get to Al Ebner, who was the um, media guy, mm-hmm. you came through me, you know, okay. And so I thought that was kind of cool. People calling me from Mobile, Pensacola, yeah, and all these other places saying, Hey, can we get an interview with, with you? Al? Had to like yeah. weed out what wasn't, yeah, uh, said, uh,
0: reliable media. So I need or not? to
2: talk to this guy or that guy, mm-hmm. or and you say, Well, yeah, he's. You know, they're they're pretty good size, you know. So he talked to them, you know. Yeah. So it was
0: about it, you know. So it was fun.
2: Yeah.
0: They what well, they filmed that at Hoggsbreath, right? There was a scene at Hoggsbreath. Well, I found them the Hogsbreath,
2: you know, because mm-hmm. we were out at the we were having a meeting one day, and uh, Al was doing the meeting, and the production coordinator came in and he says, you know, we need to find us a bar. I want something real rustic, real old, you know, a lot of wood, you know. And uh, I said, I think I know the perfect place. So I took them over to the Hog's Breath. We came from Navarre, and talked. They said perfect. So they shut it down for two weeks. You know, uh, Jerry Dormity did let them do their thing. You know, and it was great. You know, they filmed the whole thing, and the signs are still up. Seeing some Jaws two filmed here. You know, not not at the one that's on the Harbor Road right now, but the one, the old one that used to be out on. uh, We called it. uh, What was that? That area of, of uh, Okaloosa County or Okaloosa Island had a name, Shantytown.
0: It was called Shantytown? Yeah, it was called
2: Shantytown, you know. Why is that? What's you see America all those is? boats that are parked behind Alvin's Island that are out there right now? That's where the Hogsworth okay. used to sit mm-hmm. is right there. You okay. Know? And, um, and that was called Shantytown, you know. Hmm. Everybody everybody went there. It was great, you know. Anything you wanted. Had a strip joint, you know. Yeah. <laughs> had restaurants, you know, had everything. So yeah. it was really great. Right on.
0: And how much longer are you going to work, Gabby?
2: Oh, I'll just... You going to retire one day? You'll I'll play just, more golf? You still play golf? No, nah, I just I'll just fall down at my desk. He's done, <laughs> yeah. and that's it. You know, so yeah. What, what would I do? You know?
0: So oh, I don't know. I, I've I've said I I, I could have I, I don't know. There's plenty of stuff I could do. Yeah. Um, you know? I just don't have to go to the Swanee for a year or two. <laughs> 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 Sorry, Nancy. If you're I don't. Th- I. <laughs> If Nancy's listening, I'll, yeah. I'll give her a crisp one hundred dollar bill the next time I see her. I doubt that Nancy is listening, but I have I have kept it clean for her. Yeah, on, uh, on this on this specific episode. So, uh, what else you want to talk about, man? You got anything else that we haven't covered? Nah, not, there's a million things you think people probably. should know about
2: you. No, we'll do it another time. Okay. You know? <laughs> yeah,
0: so. Right on, man. Well, thank you so much for swinging oh, by. For I hope you me. enjoyed this the was, this was great the conversation, you know? man.
2: I'm impressed with your place here. You know? Oh, thanks! I don't know about the Christmas lights. Is there a reason for that? <laughs> just to just oh. to kind of oh. uh, well, <laughs> they're, they're garden lights. A lot, oh, people, I see. a lot of people. A lot of people.
0: When we have the especially with these types of lights, like the fluorescent yeah. lights, it, it can create especially with people I don't know well. We have a lot of people in here that I've, that I've never met before. And who've never been on a podcast or a radio or something. So like, you came in here, you yeah. you know me. Um, you you've been on the microphone your whole life. Yeah. So for you, it was nothing coming in here. But for some people, they get very intimidated. They'll say, "I can see them shaking in the chair." That's why I've got that bottle of whiskey too, just in case. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but anyway, the first couple times that we did it in my old spot, the fluorescent lights were on, and it just people were very uncomfortable. And the oh, second, is, oh, this is much better. Yeah, the yeah. second that we put these garden lights in. It, it just it brought people down, it calmed people down immediately, and just kind of well, I'm not you know, real impressed with your green the... room, you know, <laughs> but I, you know I mean, the lights are pretty neat you know <laughs> I don't you know what most people aren't aren't impressed with anybody's green room <laughs> yeah. I, I think green rooms are like the way Nighttown well, about looked when it before it became a the church.
2: They talk about how nice <laughs> they are and how the nice people they met and all of this, and you they show it. And it's a couch, Mm. you know, with two or three people sitting on it, and you got a table full of some coffee and water Mm. and a few donuts, you know, and that kind of thing, and that's it.
0: Well, especially in the entertainment business, I mean, let's be honest, you're you're a lot of your ultra talented artists, whether that's uh, music, comedy, instrument playing, whatever. A large percentage of those people are, are degenerates, <laughs> you know. Yeah, like there, right. there are some interesting, interesting people, Uh you know. Who, uh, there's some weird things that go that go I down in green met rooms, them all. you know. <laughs> 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 uh, so, insane. so yeah, I can imagine that that green rooms have some stories to tell too. But anyway, all right. Thanks, Gabby. Thanks for coming oh, in. Oh, I appreciate and, you uh, having. We'll me. do it again, yeah. man. Yeah, let's do it. All right, cool.